This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. See what Eagles Saving Nations is all about. People say, what can I do? Well, everyone can get involved in this. Because if we don't stop this insanity, there's a coup in progress, a communistic takeover. They're trying to topple the republic. And the only ones that are going to stop it is the church. We have won World War I, World War II, other wars because America had Judeo-Christian values. We were righteous. We came against evil. We prevailed. But we are becoming evil now, and we're coming against the things of God. The only hope for America is the church if the church itself has another great awakening. We've got to have another great awakening. That's the point of Eagle Saving Nations. I want to get us into the NFL stadiums, civic centers, NBA arenas. We've got to let Pentecost come down once again so the church goes out with power and authority instead of fear and intimidation. Peter went out with fear and intimidation without power and authority before he was baptized. He ran, he hid, he lied, and the church is compromising today. We've got to have another great awakening. Once again, my website, worldministries.org. In the program today, coming from his home, I believe you're from Florida, is that right? Yes, sir. Orlando, Florida. This is Bishop Rick Callahan is a good friend of mine. I've known him for well over 20 years. In fact, over 20 years, we served on different boards. We would see each other two, three times a year in person. I haven't seen him now for maybe three, four years. Correct. But I do have him on the warning program today. Bishop, welcome to the warning program. Well, thank you, Dr. Hanson. It's always a joy to see you and even more enjoyable to hear you. I love to engage you with what's on your heart. Matter of fact, I'd love to turn around and interview what's on your heart, you know, <laughs> rather than you interview me. But anyway, it's wonderful. Thank you for inviting me on the program today. And I am so thankful for the pathway, the open doors that God has given you around the world. I am so excited about your apostolic prophetic ministry that we see touching kings, leaders, presidents, as well as the church leaders, so your marketplace and church. And we've just certainly appreciated that type of anointing on your life. Uh, You don't always see that in different ministries and people, but you do have that. And so we honor you for that and we recognize that. And uh, it's a joy to be with you today on the program. Well, thank you, Bishop. I want you to tell the people that are viewing or or listening, because it's being played on both television and radio, give us the background again, what you represent, your, your ministry, your network. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. We were called from North Carolina. We were church planning in North Carolina, my wife and I. And in 1982, God called us through a relationship to Vermont. There was a large church up there that had problems. And the pastor and the elders went separate ways and the church was injured. I had been doing camp meetings up there at the fairgrounds and during the Catholic charismatic outpouring. And man, I'm telling you, hundreds would get saved every night. It's just incredible filled with the spirit. It was unbelievable. So I did it for three years, 80, 81, and 82. 
And the Lord really opened the door and really spoke clearly to us that we were to turn our church over in North Carolina and go to Vermont and take over in that situation. People wanted us to come. People were hurt by the situation. There was a lot of difficulty, but we came into a situation that needed to be restored. So as God restored that church, we also became a church planning church. And so after the church uh, was turned around and healed and started growing again, we then started praying for where does God want us to plant a church? So then we started planting three churches, bang, bang, bang. And we sowed like 75 to 80 people out at a time. People said, Pastor, you're crazy. Why would you give up tithers out of your church? And I said, well, the pastor needs somebody, you know, to help him plant the church. And he needs believers and tithers. And he's going to get them from this church. And I said, the hole that they leave in the sanctuary, God's going to fill that up pretty quickly. And they did. It was a miracle. So God took us there. And Maranatha Christian Church is what we began to work in. We actually pastored there 27 years. In the midst of all of that, the Lord called us as we were planning churches, pastors were saying, we need encouragement, we need help, we need your support. And so we started a ministerial fellowship, an apostolic network that would help churches grow, help pastors be able to fulfill their commitment and the call of God on their life. Every dark corner in New England, we tried to plant a church and are still trying to plant a church. So we have over a hundred ministries that are represented in the U.S. and around the world. We are doing the same thing in Nigeria, the Philippines. We're in Spain. We're in Ecuador, just starting in Ecuador and other places where the Lord has uh, sent us to plant the seed, to raise up, to bring training centers, drill the wells, do whatever we can do to come alongside of the people in the nations and to be a helper of them and to really impress that we're not here to replace you. We're here to encourage the indigenous leaders to do everything God has called them to do. And our call is to help you. So we've been helpers. That's what we are. We're helpers. And we come by and we say, how can we help you? And in that, that's where relationship forms. And we have a theme in that that we've used for so many years is that relationships houses our harvest. So what God put in you, we need what God put in us, you need. And together we can accomplish what God has called the ministry to do. So it's been a joy. We're now 47 years, I think, this year in full-time service. And so uh, we're getting older (laughs) and uh, we're slowing down a little bit, but we're still moving with the power of the Spirit. And we thank God for that. Well, that's what apostolic ministry is all about. And that's what the Word of God tells us, that we need each other. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, operating through the church. We need the gifts of ministry. You know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor operating through the church. And when the church operates with those gifts, both gifts of ministry, gifts of the Holy Spirit, then the church is blessed. It's healthy. It becomes perfect. That's the only way we can lead to perfection. If we all work together, then we reach into maturity. What you said is is a beautiful example of what, frankly, the attitude should be of every church, Rick. Yep, I agree. And I think once the people understand that God has deposited within the body, which means every believer— 
man, woman, boy, and girl. There's a gift that God has put in the church. And when we are activated and using our gifts, we find our purpose in that. When you get up every day and you realize, oh, what am I going to do today? Well, God's going to lead you in the purpose of serving. And there's all kinds of ways in which we can serve the Lord and use our gift and our purpose to fulfill the call of God on our life. A lot of people say, well, I'm not sure I'm called of God. And I say to them, anything that you do in the love of God is considered ministry. If you help somebody, if you love somebody, you reach out to somebody, you speak a kind word to somebody, welcome to the ministry. You know, you're using your gift. Well, that's exactly right. And that is our function as believers to be salt and light, to be the arms and the eyes, the hands, the heart of Jesus. We're supposed to be living epistles and we're supposed to move through the community again as Jesus moved. And and that's what Jesus said when he ascended. Hey, go and tear until I fill you with my power and my authority, then continue and I will continue to do my works through you. Yes, you are a great illustration of a demonstration. (laughs) You know, Paul says, I've not come with the influence of my high words, but I've come in demonstration in power of the Holy Spirit. That has been an earmark that I have seen and appreciated over your ministry, that when, when you get behind a pulpit, regardless of where it is, uh, you fu- you fulfill your function and demonstrate the power of God's spirit in his word and, and that which comes together to bring alignment and correction to the body of Christ. I, I, I really appreciate the, the, the clarity by which uh, you speak the word of God because it does, like a plumb line, bring correction. A plumb line corrects, but it doesn't overcorrect. It only brings correction in the right spirit, in the right heart. And I appreciate that about your ministry, and we need more of that. Well, well, thank you so much, Rick. I've always appreciated what you do. We've had a great relationship. Thank you. And it is because of the Spirit of God in us that has joined us together as brothers. And wherever yes. wherever you have true relationship with the Lord, then you have true relationship with your fellow men. And right. uh, God unites people together for his purpose. And we are united for his purpose, and that's to extend the kingdom of God on earth. That's the only Absolutely. thing. What you said is the only thing, Rick, that we need to be making disciples and we need to not be concerned about adding on to just worried about one congregation, but we right. need to be willing to uh, send them out to many congregations. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think America is uh, going to go through some of its worst times uh, if, if we don't wake up, if we don't course correct uh, the politics, the the uh, all of the stuff is way out of, 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 of order. I was uh, uh, doing some research the other day and uh, came up on this uh, Harvard University professor. His name was Christian Smith, and he wrote a book on the moral, moralistic therapeutic deism. Now, get that Mor- moral moralistic therapeutic deism. What in the world is that? He calls that to be the new religion of, of, uh, of, of the kids growing up today. Moralistic, therapeutic deism. It, it is nothing. It, it is not the truth. It's humanitarian and, and it's all uh, uh, just a bunch of garbage. 
And, and as I've begun to research that, then I begin to see the, 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 the students come out of universities pouring into the streets of America. I'm thinking, dear God, they're, they're under this kind of a blind, uh, uh, dark, uh, 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 materialistic kind of a, 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 a word to live by. Uh, so they're deceived. You know, and, and, and I was I was just reading in the scripture um, this morning in Mark chapter 13, where Jesus began to tell them about um, uh, the, the, the signs of his coming and what have you. And he said in verse five of Mark 13, he says, uh, Jesus began to say to them, see to it that no one misleads you or deceives you. And, and, you know, as he begins to talk about us preparing ourselves for the final persecution or the catching away or the coming of Christ, being ready for all of that, the first concern he had was us becoming deceived. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's and, and that is a deep concern of mine. And I've heard you talk about it many, 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 many times. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, you get into Matthew, it goes into the signs and times yes. of the end of the age, you know, Matthew 24, yes. 3 through 8, Matthew yes. 24, 14, Matthew 24, 16 through 21 and on. But Matthew 24, 14, a specific sign is to preach the true gospel. I mean, this is yes. the only thing that's going to cure the situation today in heresy yes. is to preach the full gospel. It says yes, in sir. this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. This yeah. gospel. And that's the yeah. problem today is the gospel is being twisted. Uh, it's yes. it's being, again, compromised. And people yes. are in their vanity, uh, not wanting to speak the way the Lord spoke it in the word of God. Read it properly because they right. think they know more than God. Uh, and, yeah. and, and that's what it is, Rick. It's vanity. We have in our vanity, we think we know more than Jesus, how to make Absolutely. it palatable. And instead, Absolutely. we entertain our our. Weaknesses and our sin and our pride. Absolutely. And, and you know, I would, uh, Dr. Hansen, I would encourage anybody that happens to land on this program uh, that has tuned into this program that they would open their mind, their heart, not to the trash of all, all of the things that, that are uh, in, in the deism and, and, and the search for a God, but that they would, that they would humble themselves and realize that, that the true God uh, sent his son to die on a cross for our sins, sins of the whole world, to turn their life and their heart to Christ and learn how to be a believer and, and how to walk with God and prepare yourself for heaven to live with God in eternity. And he says in Ecclesiastes, he put eternity in our hearts. Well, if we have eternity in our hearts, he wants us in the born again experience to awaken that eternity so that, so that we don't have to wait to the end to get eternity. We have it now when we receive Christ. Amen. Beautiful. And I just want people to understand and to know that, that there is a hell. There is a devil. There is unrighteousness. And, but there's also a heaven. And there's also the, the real reality of Christ forgiving our sins and filling us with this spirit and allowing us to walk in the, uh, the righteousness and in truth. Next year, uh, Dr. Hansen, get this. Uh, next year, I'm going to focus on uh, more in 24 
uh, from Ephesians 3.20. We know that very well. Now unto him uh, who by the power that works within us is able to accomplish abundantly for more, far more than we're all able to ask or imagine for the glory in the church. Boy, the church needs the glory of God and Christ Jesus to all generations, to all generations uh, forever and ever. And I, and I began to think about some things that some people would love to have told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just take a knee, just take a knee and kneel down. Well, what, what was the edict in that time? If you bow, if you don't bow, you, you will be destroyed. Well, maybe somebody told them just to, you know, uh, to just take a knee and bow. Maybe someone told Daniel, stay out of politics. <laughs> well, in his time, he was the truth bearer in that time. Some may have told Esther, don't make a scene. But I'm so thankful that Esther did make a scene, right? And then some would have maybe told David, just pray for Goliath. Don't worry about his size and all of that. Just pray for him. But, you know, the results of no faith or courage and, 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 you know, you don't have to lack more faith and courage in 2024. I believe that, that God is going to move in such a powerful way that, that people were going to lay down unrighteousness. They're going to uh, repent from uh, being ungodly and walking in the trash minds of this world and that God is going to reap a harvest like we've never seen before. Well, it's got to come because if, if there's not a great awakening, if there's not a harvest, then yes. there's going to be, I'm, I'm telling you, frankly, there's going to be severe persecution on the church yes, sir. because, uh, you know, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 8, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Yes. Men will yes. be lovers of themselves, traitors, heady minded, men of yes. corrupt minds who resist the truth from such turn away. You know, the yeah. anarchy supporting the Democratic Party wants to impose a Soviet-style federal communist government on all Americans. We yes. have never lived in a world on the verge of forming a communistic one-world government called the New World Order. The United States has never before seen such a direct threat of us coming under tyranny as it is today, not even during the American Revolution, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, and the Korean War. Yes. Yes. America is the only nation on earth that was formed with true born-again Christians. Now, we could go on and on of our heritage and why we could lead the battle to overcome evil, to win Correct. these wars in the past. But, yes. Rick, there's a direct assault right now on Jesus Christ, on the mor morality, morality of God, and we don't have the authority to overcome evil because we're becoming evil. That's a correct. And only the church can stop this. They can turn it around if we have another great awakening. And that's what Amen. Eagle Saving Nations is all about. Rick? Amen. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, again, in, in Mark 13, where Jesus said, uh, uh, see to it that no one misleads you or deceives you. There were several times in that chapter, verse uh, 29, he says he is uh, he is near and right at the door. He's near and right at the door. And then in verse 33, he says, take heed, keep on the alert. In verse 35, he says, be on the alert. In verse 37, he says, what I say unto you, I say unto all, be on the alert. 
Well, why would Jesus take so much time in this one chapter to prepare our readiness for Christ's coming, but also the final persecution of the church is, is, is right at the door? Well, you're, you're exactly right. And, and so I, I just pray that, that God will pour out his spirit, pour out his anointing, deliver and set the captives free, you know, heal marriages and, 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 and fill churches with light and love and, and, and with the mercy of God that, that pours out into the darkness of our, the world that we live in, but that the light will pierce the darkness. And I, I just have this sense in my heart that um, this, this may be the, the largest and the greatest awakening and harvest known to man, and then comes Christ. Amen. You know, the Bible is so very clear that uh, if God doesn't judge, you mentioned earlier in the program hell, a lot of people wonder why God created right. hell. Well, hell was created for the devil and his angels, not for you and me. Yes. But That's the right. Bible is very clear. If God doesn't uh, judge, there will not be innocent people left on earth because hell and people following the spirit of hell that turns them into the beast uh, is coming against the church of Jesus Christ. And yes. so if we don't finally uh, stop this insanity, then evil takes over just like they did in Germany and millions and even billions can die. And so we are in a, a vicious fight for the survival, not only of our nation, but a spiritual yeah. fight for the survival from our families so we don't go into severe persecution because most Americans don't realize that we're on the yeah. verge. We're right on the verge of toppling yes. the republic and moving yes. us into tyranny such as America has never seen before. Rick? Absolutely. Yeah. Never seen it before. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that... Um, uh, our our uh, clergy uh, need to awaken. The body needs to awaken. Uh, we need to uh, uh, start. We need a new wineskin in the sense of of changing what we've been doing because what we've been doing isn't working. We need to find that new wineskin that he will pour in uh, the the wine and the oil and the anointing represented of that uh, into that new wineskin. There needs to be change enough so we can see hope and light and, and track towards that and see the breakthrough that we need to see. Uh, but just trying to ask the Lord to uh, to tweak and to adjust what we're doing. No, we don't need a tweak and we don't need an adjustment. We need a change. We need and with that change, God's going to empower that and lead us to uh, victory. Well, that's that's the key. That change that God is going to empower us. Again, as yes. I mentioned earlier, the Bible is clear that in the last days, perilous times will come. Yes. You know, Second Timothy three one: for men will be lovers of themselves more than God. Second Timothy three two through four. Jesus asked the question: When the Son of Man comes, will I really find faith? Luke eighteen yes. eight. So today, like never before in the history of the United States of America, as well as every nation, Jesus Christ is being maligned, ridiculed, and made obsolete. Yes. 
They're trying to take God out of the equation. And that's where we are in America. They're trying to remove God out of the equation. And if you remove God, then we are a nation that's also evil. We have nothing to fight to stop evil around the world. And this nation will lose in war. And the church will be severely uh, persecuted because we will be the enemy. Yeah, That's what... Eagle Saving Nations is all about to yeah. try to stop well, this insanity by the power of God coming upon yes. us, fill up the stadiums, let us move yes. out with power and authority. Yes. Truth takes yes. away deception. Prayer brings conviction. Pastors behind the pulpit have compromised. They've been afraid. They're afraid to speak the truth. And we are in trouble. If we don't have real men that will speak the truth, this nation, Absolutely. Rick, is damned. Absolutely. And thank you for being that person that speaks the truth in love. And uh, that brings a, um, uh, 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 a change that can bring an alignment. Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, we talked right before the program a little bit about Israel. And I know you've been there many, many times and you speak to uh, your part of the parliament there. And, and uh, uh, is it the parliament or? I am a else? member of the Knesset Christian the Allies Knesset. Caucus. That's right. Yeah, I wanted to say it correctly. Uh, but but look at what's happening and look who it's happening with. And all over the world, wherever there's Jewish community, there is the hatred. We just had we have a missionary in Jordan and he's doing a great work and what have you. And his mother went over. She's a great preacher. She actually married Jordanian. Uh, he passed away. She came back. Uh, the kids uh, over in Jordan doing a great job. She went and preached in Arabic churches and what have you. And it was incredible. Uh, but she she couldn't she couldn't believe the spirit of hatred. She she's been over there when there's been trouble in the Middle East and all of that. But she said, I've never felt, I've never observed, I've never touched the spirit of hatred like I've seen this last trip. That was two weeks ago. Yes. And to see what is happening with the Jewish community. You know, I've been five times there and every five times I went through the Holocaust Memorial. It's not a museum. It's a memorial. And when you go through that and you see what atrocity was taking place for no reason other than Hitler's desire to annihilate them. And you come out of that memorial and you feel like. I I would feel like that I was so sorry to be a a part of the human race of a people that would do something like that to another people. And, of course, the quote is never again. But here we are. We're right back around to that center point now. Are we going to allow? We say never again, but can we? Can we back that up and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take Hamas down rather than rather than celebrate them in the streets of America and around the world. We're gonna take Hamas out and stand with Israel. Amen. And God bless you, Dr. Hansen, for all your input and for all your encouragement that they get from you. And I know we're probably running out of time. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you've been watching, listening to the warning program. I Special guest and friend, Bishop Rick Callahan, has been with me today. Uh, We need to have a great awakening if you want to become a member of Eagle Saving Nations. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. 
It's the only thing. The power of God going to stop the insanity of America toppling and persecution coming. Also, I need to go to Israel. I've been invited uh, to help rebuild from the ruins right up to the Gaza Strip. Uh, I've been invited to go and, and watch and See what I can do. So please, uh, uh, give me your very best love offering. A market for Israel, and I'll use it to go to Israel. I need to go there immediately. Uh, Once again, this has been Dr. Jonathan Hansen, World Ministries International. You've been on the warning program, listening or watching, Bishop Rick Callahan. Uh, Thank you, Rick. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow.